Salutations! Welcome to Spiritual Blitterings, Philosophical Ponderings, and Everything Ramblings at the Hopeful Humanist Cafe. This is a Just Some Guy production. I'm that guy, Steve, your host, the Hopeful Humanist. Today we are going to explore some thoughts about navigating remote work situations. Right now, for many of us, myself included, because of the COVID-19 pandemic, the crisis, we're working from home. We are working and living in terms of our personal lives under one roof within one arena and trying to figure out where work starts and then ends and then one's uh, personal life starts and then ends is becoming a, a challenge for, for many different individuals, for many different souls. If my, my son Woodrow was here, I would have him play as, uh, for an introduction this song called Shave and a Haircut. I think like to lead into the conversation and, and some tools that might help us navigate the challenge of living and working within you know, the, the one domain called home. Uh, we, we can just imagine uh, some of the changes that have taken place because we don't have to get up and go to the workplace. Although that's changing at this point as we are getting closer and closer to reopening uh, the, the economy. Here in Ontario, we're in uh, phase three. Uh, many regions of Ontario are in phase three and uh, the other regions uh, that have been having some more difficulties with uh, infection rates, they, they will soon be joining us. So uh, there, there will be a shift, but uh, because of this uh, reality, there's kind of been an experiment that's taken place and a lot of businesses are discovering there could be benefits to having people work at home. And uh, previous to COVID-19, uh, when, when we're getting ready for work, we, we get up and, you know, uh, for myself, you know, and I would have, a, you know, I'd shave, I would get dressed, I would get prepared for my day. I wouldn't necessarily have a haircut, but, you know, you would... You would groom yourself appropriately and, you know, have breakfast and, and gather your lunch and organize yourself so you can make your way to your place of work. And then when you, when you stepped into the workplace, it's kind of like, you know, now uh, my responsibility is to fulfill the requirements of whatever role um, we might be employed in. And work, uh, I think, uh, many would say, would uh, meet the, the definition of this thing that Lewis Kozer has called a greedy institution. So a greedy institution in, in terms of a working definition uh, could go like this. I've just, I just uh, Googled it. And uh, th this has come up um, in, in terms of a description of uh, Louis A. Kozer's 
idea. A greedy institution makes total claims on the members of uh, on their members and attempts to encompass within their circle the whole personality. So the idea that we we become completely subsumed within that that institution, that organization, that agency. Uh, in simpler language, a greedy institution will eat you alive if you let it. And so that, that's what we're attempting to do right now, is figure out uh, something that w we can do to make sure that uh, when we're at home, uh, this, this part of our lives, this one life sphere that we can call work with uh, all of its obligations, doesn't, in a sense, swallow the, the totality of us. But there are other greedy institutions, and, and, and that's the challenge because uh, as we you know, in our homes, for instance, for, for some, not for all, we, we could be homeowners, um, we, could be, we could be parents. And uh, both of these as well are forms of greedy institutions. If, if you have a home, it seems like a home is always calling out to you in terms of requiring some kind of upkeep and maintenance and uh, some kind of uh, project that has to take place to keep it a, in good standing and uh, if, if you're a parent uh, whether or not you need to go to work the next day if you if your kids are sick they want the entirety of you and we can say this is true about education if you're a student especially at the higher levels a post uh, um, you're a doctorate you're, you're going and trying to get your your doctorate degree uh, your PhD that it, it in, a, in a sense requires you to almost be like a, a monk and, and give a total commitment to the learning of the material, the subject matter. And so here we are, we're in our homes and we have a couple of uh, different institutions that are demanding all of us at the same time under one roof. And we have to figure out where one uh, starts and one ends and we might find that we've we've kind of we've we've slipped a little bit. There's there's been a little bit of a drift, and instead of waking up and and you know shaving and preparing for the day and uh, people because you're at home you might all of a sudden decide that uh, you know I don't I don't need to shave I'm not going anywhere I don't need to get dressed in uh, you know um, a suit I I can I can kind of casually move about the house and maybe maybe even some people are opting to stay in pajamas because it's comfortable if you're going to be at home and and then you're getting to the business of work but you're getting into the business of work while you're still kind of got your 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 other foot one foot in the other life domain of you know being at home uh in uh, unwinding relaxation mode or you know uh, spending time with your kids and uh, I, I think it's it's really important to try to create some structure so that we don't get confused about what we're doing because if if we don't establish some structure in our day uh, these these different life spheres that we, we could compare with uh, this idea of greedy institutions. Another way, we, we could refer to them as life domains or life zones. They will, uh, the, 
the boundaries that that exist to define you know the the work part of one's life the work domain of one's life could blur we might not know like am i working right now or i am am i is this personal time stuff that's taking place and if there's a blurring then there could be a creep where one domain one life sphere creeps into another area and the creep could be so consistent and constant that we have like an infringement and, and a kind of a violation and uh, kind of an abandonment of, of those different uh, plants within our metaphorical life gardens. Right? We're not nurturing each of those uh, different aspects of our life garden. And some plants are getting a little bit more water. I, I, we, we can imagine that it's, it's a Friday and uh, someone, uh, it, the weather's beautiful like it is right now. And they decide that uh, a conference is coming up. Uh, there's going to be a number of people there. And uh, they maybe, you know, they're going to go outside on the, on the back deck, the, the back porch, and uh, have a cocktail during a conference meeting because it's a beautiful day. So at this point, I would suggest that that's a, that's a, a blurring moment. It's, it's, a, it's a, a moment where uh, two um, boundaries have bumped up against one another and there's been a blurring and a creep. And that what's happening at that moment, if you should be at, you know, doing work-related stuff and your obligation is to be fully present as an employee at a meeting, that uh, when you make the decision to have a cocktail, you, in fact, could be compromising, jeopardizing your employment situation because it, you're sending messages to yourself uh, that are, are confusing and saying like, you know, right now is a time to relax, um, not to be so serious, to enjoy, when there could be something in terms of work-related responsibilities, duties that is quite serious and quite pressing and uh, requires uh, all of you in that moment. I'd like to argue uh, the reverse of that at the same time, that if, you know, you're, you're expected to uh, commit eight hours of, of your time in a day to work and you, you get up and you start at eight and you're fully present and you go through the day and that four o'clock comes that if you don't clock out in terms of whatever that might mean, you know, shutting off your phone, closing your computer, um, packing up your, your, your stuff in a briefcase and putting it in its appropriate place, wherever it might be, uh, in, in a office space in the house that's designated for work. And uh, that you keep, that if you keep the cell phone with you and you should be spending some time with your family and it's, it's dinner and the phone goes off and you decide to take a peek and you're actually enjoying yourself. But by taking a peek, you're reminded of some kind of deadline that, uh, is required for the upcoming week. It takes you outside the moment. And we never really are where we're supposed to be in the moment. I think that uh, 
these are situations that w we should be very mindful of and we should take uh, very seriously and that we should, if possible, do the best we can while we're uh, being required out of necessity uh, for the community good to work at home. That uh, we make sure we try to create parameters around what domain we seem to be occupying in a certain moment and that we're very clear with ourselves. So for me, I, I have created a office space uh, in my basement and uh, when it's time to work, I will wake up, I will go downstairs, I will unpack my briefcase where all my work material has been uh, nestled uh, and, and put with care and properly uh, secured so uh, there, there's no um, issues of uh, confidentiality in terms of um, company business and I, I will then take it out and I will create my workspace uh, I've even uh, established the practice while going on uh, Zoom meetings um, of lighting a candle just to, to say, you know, now I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to, I need to concentrate on being fully present for work. And that when a meeting's done, you know, getting back to this idea of going out and taking a break, I blow the candle out and say that, you know, I, I'm creating a separation. I'm kind of, the lighting of the candle is kind of like a, a ringing of the bell, uh, you know, a sounding uh, of the alarm on a clock that says, okay, this is when we're, I'm going to commence this part of uh, my day. And now that I'm blowing it out, I'm, I'm taking my break and then I, I will resume. Uh, and then at the end of the day, I pack everything up. And then I remind myself that my work day is done. I need to create that separation for my mental and physical health so that I can then be fully present and nurture that other life sphere, that other life domain, you know, the, my personal world, my personal life, so that I can be uh, fully present with my wife and my boys as we do whatever it is that we do uh, that helps us grow uh, as a family together. So one of the things we might want to be able to do to make sure that life spheres, uh, the boundaries aren't blurring and that there isn't a creep of, of this domain into that domain or this sphere into that sphere so that we're having some boundary violations would be to uh, do a, a self-assessment, uh, a little bit of a a review about what, what a day looks like and, and what our obligations are and where we can start setting boundaries. And uh, there is a author who wrote a book, and this is in, in many ways completely unrelated, uh, Lisa Najivitz. Uh, she wrote a book called Seeking Safety, which relates to addiction and uh, PTSD. And in there, there's one activity in terms of the uh, seeking safety for people that are struggling with these um, life challenges. Uh, it's called Red Flag, Green Flag. And it's, it's, it's a very simple activity where, you know, in terms of having a healthy, organized, and in a sense, compartmentalized life where 
you know, when at home you're doing work, uh, and when work is done, then you're, you know, doing, you know, private life. Uh, we could just explore the idea of checking out our day with uh, red flag, green flag, right? So if, if I get up in the morning uh, uh, to start off my work day with a bath, my thought is a uh, red flag. You know, I'm sending a message to myself that it's just time to relax. <laughs> I'm going for a soak. Um, if, if I get up in the morning uh, and, I, and I don't shower and I don't shave, but it's, you know, it's time that's allotted for work, I'd say that's a red flag. If, if someone is deciding to have a cocktail during the workday, I would strongly suggest, <laughs> strongly suggest that that is a red flag. It could become very confusing uh, in terms of uh, what it is that we're doing. And uh, we could definitely be compromising uh, our, our work experience and, and setting some really unhealthy precedents in terms of uh, the way we're living our lives. Uh, if the uh, the day is done and I keep my work phone on, uh, just because I just I, I'm just a little bit interested in a, a little bit of that follow up of that last email, I would suggest that is a red flag. If I'm getting up in the morning and I'm going for a run, and it's getting me physically primed for the day, I think that's a that's a green flag. If I, you know, have a Zoom meeting, uh, and even if I, I don't have to be on live, and you could, uh, you know, um, have your video off, I would still suggest that having a, a shower and, and, and dressing in, in the proper work attire is a green flag, right? Just you're sending. You, these are like. Micro, uh, micro messages that we're sending ourselves, uh, self-priming micro messages, that this is something that is aligned with and falls in, it, 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 it lines up with what needs to be done. Red flag, green flag. It's, it's uh, a starting point. Uh, there is a article that uh, kind of primed my interest in, in this discussion. And I'm going to highlight that in the show notes uh, because it is the showcase resource. I found it on CBC News. It's entitled, Could Working From Home Crush Your Career? an HR expert warns about pitfalls. And it identifies that on a personal front, when we're working at home, we're really putting ourselves at a higher risk of burnout because now we're responsible for managing our work time. And that's what I'm talking about right now, like figuring out you know, what the workday looks like, when it begins, when it ends, and making sure that the boundaries are clearly in place so there's no blurring, creeping, uh, infringement and violation of the different spheres uh, and it goes on to continue and we wind up working an average of 10% more per week when we work from home 
than when you work from the office. And that's because we might not be taking adequate action steps to making sure that we that we identify that you know the day is now done I, I'm gonna I'm not gonna go check any additional emails I'm not gonna pick up that uh, that phone call now I, I would think too there could be pressures too that as the as the workplace reality changes and remote work is more likely there could be a greater expectation of employees to be uh, more or less be working throughout the day and I would think that if you could advocate for something uh, in a direction opposite to that, it would be in the best interests of everyone. It would be in the best interests of your organization, and it would be in the best interests of uh, the individual employee, because we do want to avoid um, burnout. And if we have balanced lives, where we're nurturing all those different spheres of our life in uh, that metaphorical, metaphorical garden of our lives, then we are going to be happier, healthier, uh, and more positive souls that uh, we can be than if we're losing sight of and losing track of what's happening. So some, some thoughts that uh, I think are worth uh, directing some energy towards to kind of figuring out what it would look like to create a healthy work-life balance in uh, this new world of remote work. Check out that resource. Perhaps uh, continue this conversation with someone that uh, you care about that might be in a similar situation and explore the uh, possible benefits of red flag, green flags. I, like, I would be curious to know after this discussion, uh, if uh, you, the listener, when you've heard it, do you, is there a point when automatically you are inclined to admit that, yeah, you know what? Uh, there are some red flags. And uh, what would it look like to create an action plan to address those red flags? And if, if there's a bunch of green flags, that it's just as important to be aware of those green flags so you can continue to do the things that you need to do to nurture uh, that movement uh, in that, that same direction so that you can have a healthy work-life balance. So thank you for joining me in this uh, Tip of the Iceberg conversation. As always, the conversation is ongoing and continuous. Peace, be well, take care, and share.